Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Welcome to Wednesday in the upper room at Living Word Family Church. Glad you're joining in tonight. Listen, we've been talking about the good things of God, the victorious living. You know, he's, he's made us to live in victorious living, not to be uh, drugged down by what the enemy is doing. And you know, there's so many different things if, if we're gonna live in victorious living. You know, we've talked about don't worry about things, give it to God. We talked about knowing who we are in Christ, which is vital. We have to know who we are in Christ. But we've been talking last week and we'll continue to talking this week and maybe even next week about walking in love. <laughs> this is part two tonight. But you know, we got to learn to walk in love towards God and towards our fellow brothers and sisters and fellow man, don't we? It says in Romans eight twenty eight. it says, we know that all things work together for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, uh, you hear that quoted sometimes, we know all things will work together for good. Uh, and they'll leave it right there. But you know, that's not, that's not what this scripture says. It's a select group of people that are gonna have walk out in the goodness of God and the things of God that will work out for our good, amen? And that's the people that love God. I mean, you know, many, many of us know, you probably know, God loves me. You know, uh, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. We grew up, many of us grew up listening to that. And it was a song like that too. But listen, we have to love God too. <laughs> it's important to love God. You know, when you love somebody, you're willing to do so much for them. You're willing to spend time with them. And, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, when you're dating or maybe you're married now, or maybe you're looking to get married someday, you're gonna spend time. You wanna spend time with that person that you get to know and you love. And you'll do things for them. You know, it's not laborsome then. When we love God, we do things that we're supposed to be doing. Now, uh, I thought about this too. See, the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. True? So it's in there, but now we got to let it out. I was we were reading scripture at a prayer meeting this, this afternoon, uh, earlier today, and it says in, in, uh, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, well, he, first of all, let's go back and I'll read. Therefore, it says in verse 12, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you are also must do. Now, this is the scripture that came to me as we're reading this. Somebody else was reading this or prayer me, but it's one I, I love. But it says, but above all things. So when, when Paul's saying that, he's, he's meaning above everything else. It says, put on love. We have to put love on like we do our clothes every day. You know, we may, the love of God's been shed abroad in our heart, but it didn't always come out that way, does it? So we have to put it on every day, like we put our clothes in, so, and we arm ourselves with that. Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. You want to be walking in perfection, you walk and have to walk in love. You can't walk and just do whatever you want to do. It goes on to say, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Well, listen, if you don't have the love of God and you're not experiencing the love of God or expressing the love of God, 
peace will not rule in your heart. I'm sorry, they just won't. And it goes on to say, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Boy, that's a part of it, walking in love right there. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Listen, we have to know the word of God, my friends. <laughs> Let God be true in every person a liar. You can't, I told someone at our prayer meeting today, they were trying to do something for their mother that from a different uh, persuasion. She was a Christian, but she just didn't believe in some of the things that God said in his word that they could have. And she was, she was uptight about it. I said, you know, you can't argue from your own opinion. You have to give, show them in the word of God and let God deal with their heart because th this is the truth. <laughs> you know, everybody has their own ideas, but the, the truth, it, it, God's word and God's truth uh, ranks above everything. But it goes on to say, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Isn't that powerful? Put on love. And then everything you do after that will come naturally in a way that God puts you in your heart to do. You know, it's, it's easy to give away love when you have love in your heart. Amen. But if you don't have love, you're going to act, you can be born again. You've accepted Jesus Christ, but live your old carnal life. And God doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to walk in love. And let's listen to what it says over in 1 John uh, 4 in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love, boy, this is powerful, does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifest towards us, that God has set, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Amen. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. That's walking in love. That's live, loving God. If you have the love of God in your heart, it should be manifested to other people. Amen? Amen. Over in, uh, let me go back to 1 Corinthians. We'll get over there now. But 1 Corinthians 13, you know, they call it the love chapter, and it is. It is absolutely the love chapter. But Paul's been writing about the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, talking about uh, uh, the nine gifts of the Spirit and all that sort of thing. But then he comes to this point. You can have uh, gifts, you can have every kind of thing going for you, but if you don't love, <laughs> you're missing the boat. So here's what he says in, in chapter 13, uh, verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but not have love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so I could remove mountains, but I do not, but have not love, I am what? Nothing. Man, this is powerful because he's liking it that I have all these gifts. I'm walking in these gifts. I speak in tongues. I, I, you know, I have all these manifestations, but I'm not doing it out of a heart of love. Love comes first. Amen. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Boy, I'm telling you, you want a profit in life? You want, you're going to have to walk in love first. 
and, and thank God that we get to walk in the gifts of the Spirit, have the power of God in our life. But that's not the first thing. It would do it out of a heart of love and compassion. You know, Jesus walked in love wherever he went. He did. And he was moved with com what? Compassion. Compassion always, it, it doesn't just pity, but it, it moves you to action. Why do we want to help people? Why do we want to get people to know God? Because the love of God is in our heart. We want others to come to know the love of God. Amen? Amen. Now, uh, we started, I told you last uh, last week, we started in, in uh, the commentaries. It kind of breaks down what, what love is. And we started, and I'm, I'll probably just go over some of these again. But love suffers long and is kind. Well, love suffers long. It says here, what is given in these four verses not, uh, is not a long, dry, methodical definition of love. On the contrary, the very acts of love are given. The very behavior of a person, the very way of a person, way a person is to live in a, and among, uh, among and with others in living and moving up, uh, amongst others in the world. A person is to love, and this is what loving others means. Love suffers long. And here's, is patient with people. You know, uh, uh, I find myself sometimes, I get stressed out or uptight. I get impatient, <laughs> you know. We need to work on that. We can do that. We can ask God to help us not to be impatient with, with people. It goes on to say the word always refers to being patient with people, not with circumstances. Love suffers long. What's it mean? It means no matter the evil and injustice done by a person, no matter the neglect or uh, ignoring by a loved one, it suffers long. Here's what uh, a couple of scriptures. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, long-suffering. That's the fruit of the Spirit. You know, we, we talk about the gifts of the Spirit often, but really what he's looking for is we walk in the fruit of the Spirit plus the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. It says, uh, another scripture is 2 Timothy 4.2. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Rebuke, uh, reprove, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Then also it says love is kind. Boy, I tell you what, <laughs> with all the stuff going on in the world today, we find so much unkindness. Now we do find kindness, I'm not saying that, but it seems to me, if you listen to the news or watch what's going on, we have so many things, or so many people are so unkind today. Love is kind. That means courteous, good, helpful, useful, giving, showing, and and showering favors. Love does not res, uh, does not re, uh, resent evil. It it does not revel revel in the. Let me get this right. In harm and neglect, love reaches out in kindness, in helpfulness, in giving and showering favors upon the person who neglects or hurts oneself. Boy, I tell you what, that it's so hard. How many in this world, fast-paced world, this drive-through uh, 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 society that we live in, uh, do you find it's hard to be kind? I, I read the paper or, or, or look on the line and see things once sometime where somebody has assaulted somebody in a, in a fast food place because they were out of certain kinds of food or uh, they put the wrong food out and it didn't, and just get uptight and mad, <laughs> not, not, to be, not being kind at all. It says, uh, scripture, Romans 12, 10, 
but be kindly affected one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Amen? You know, if we would begin to prefer other people, we wouldn't get so impatient and, and we got to wait in line somewhere or somebody else is, you know, ahead of us. It also goes on to say, uh, Ephesians 4.32, Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ for our sakes has forgiven you. God has forgiven us. We got to learn to forgive other people. Be kind to other people. You know, it's amazing that a word of kindness can deflect and, and bring down any kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, conflict between people. You know what I mean? It's it's like you're, somebody wants to go off on you and, you and you can bring a kind, gentle word. And sometimes it just brings things back into, into a good stead place, right? Love does not envy, is not jealous, does not have feelings against others because of what they have, such as gifts, position, friends, recognition, possessions, popularity, or abilities. How many of you find people that uh, jealousy or, or uh, envy because you have something they don't? That we ought to be glad when somebody else gets something good. We ought to be glad when some a brother or sister comes in and says, well, you know, guess what God did for me? Guess what I got? The Lord blessed me with such and such and such. And, such. and you're going over there, oh, I wish I could do that. What's wrong with me? Now, that's jealousy and envy. We ought to be saying, praise God. They got, God is blessing. I know he's not a respecter of persons. He's going to be blessing me too. But I'm not looking at their stuff as so I that you know we have to be content content in where we're at at times and what we have because if we are god can bring other things to us but it goes on to say love does not begrudge or attack or downplay the abilities and success of others love shares and joys and rejoices in the experience of good and the good of others do you rejoice when others are doing well you rejoice when somebody has some abilities that you maybe don't have or haven't experienced yet, and you say, "Praise God!" I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I rejoice at knowing that we have here at Living Word we have a great praise team. Now, I, I like to sing, but as Keith Moore would say, not everybody should record. You know, we should, <laughs> we shouldn't be ready. But, but I don't look down and say, "Well, I," you know. They don't do it well, even even if they don't do don't do it perfect. I like to say, I'm anointed, but I don't always walk in perfection. I'm striving to right in what I do. So whatever gifts and talents and abilities you have, let it shine. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Be glad you have people around you. Amen. Amen. Uh, what else does it say? It, uh, love does not. Uh, let me find another verse here. Let's go on to the next one. Love does not vault itself, is not boastful, does not brag, not, uh, nor uh, seeks recognition, honor, or applause from others. You know that scripture in the Colossians, it says, do all you do as unto the Lord and not unto men, for it's he that rewards and repays. You know, that's so important to know. That's so important to know. Do things for the Lord. When you do it as unto the Lord, he will repay. And he has far greater things to repay you with than um, uh, any person, other person here on this slide. Now, he'll use people to reward you, but he has the, the rewards. So you're not, uh, you're not uh, seeking honor and applause. And on the contrary, love seeks to give 
to recognize, to honor, to uh, applaud the other person. Do you ever think about that? Have you ever thought about, uh, you know, I, I know I, <laughs> I'm one that can dominate a conversation sometimes, but you ever think about stopping and say, letting somebody else have a word or, or letting somebody else take first place and, and you, have, you don't have to be first place and everything. I like to think that uh, having others do things, even though you could do it yourself, is, is a real testament to uh, uh, wanting others to, to venture out in what, what they can do, right? It says in, in the scripture here, Romans 12, 10, be kindly affected one another, love uh, with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each other esteem uh, others better than themselves. That's Philippians 2, verse 3. Paul knew something about that, didn't he? He knew that if we're to walk in love, we have to prefer one another. We have to love one another. We have to forgive one another. So, so vital. You know, speaking of forgiving, you know, forgiving is not an emotion. It's an act of your will. You choose to forgive, you know? And then when you say, Lord, I forgive them with your help and grace, I'll walk in that forgiveness. And when the enemy comes back and says, you remember what they did to you? You can say, no, by an act of my will, I forgave them. Now, it doesn't change your emotions sometimes, but over time it will. So if somebody needs to hear that tonight. Love is not puffed up, prideful, arrogant, conceited, does not think uh, or act uh, as though oneself is better or above others. Love is modest and humble and recognizes and honors others. I mean, you know that we're to honor others. You know, I'm so I'm so thankful that we live today when in a, in a church that we we tend to honor one another. That's good. That's good news. Uh, one of the scriptures that, likewise, it says um, in First Peter five five, it says, "You younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject to one another. Amen. You know." And, and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. You know, in another place it says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. You wanna be exalted, not by what you do, but, or uh, by exalting yourself, but God will exalt you. You humble yourself. Okay, humility is not saying less about yourself than what God says. I want you to know that. Well, I'm just an old worm, or I'm just say, an old sinner saved by grace. No, you aren't. If you've been born again, you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's calling being humble because you're agreeing with what God says. Amen? This is so vitally important. People have a hard time sometimes because they remember who they used to be. But the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation or new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, we know that that's what happens to us spiritually. But Paul says it in Romans 12 too. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. What? Transformed from where you used to be into exactly what God wants you to be by the renewing of your mind. Your spirit becomes brand new, but your mind needs to be renewed, amen, on a regular basis. And this is important. If we're going to walk in the love of God, we have to know the love of God for ourselves, amen? So it, I've quoted this scripture before. What's the word of God say? <laughs> what is the great commandment? To love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself, amen? 
If you don't love yourself, you can't give love away. If you're uptight about unforgiving, you're, you're not going to give forgiveness to anybody else. If you hate things that uh, hate others, guess what? That's what you're going to draw to you all the time. But listen, we can, we can begin to walk in this love right here because God will give us the grace and the ability to do that. He shed that love abroad in our hearts. Now he's just saying, let it come out. You know, uh, sometimes people have a misconception of what love is. Love is not necessarily trust. <laughs> you know, well, I, I'm, I'm just going to love them and let them do whatever they want. You've heard parents say that or sometimes with kids. No, love is telling the truth, but in a way that's not condemning. You know, God doesn't condemn. He always convicts. He brings us to a place where we can think about what we're doing. But just letting somebody uh, do what they want to do isn't naturally love. I, I don't know. We, we, our two girls, when they when they began to drive a car, we told them, said, look, don't be getting no tickets or you won't be driving a car. And you know, they never got tickets. And why? Because they knew we would stand by our word. Now that was love because I didn't want them out there getting in trouble with the law or driving fast or whatever, and, you know, and many people don't understand that. Well, I love them. So I'll just let them do what they want. No, 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 no. You have to tell people sometimes the true uh, love is when, listen, if somebody's going down the road uh, and, uh, and the fast lane and the bridge is out down uh, and it's dark and it's maybe a mile down the road and there's no, no flashing warning sights, but you know it, amen, you better be telling somebody, slow this thing down, stop. You're going to go off in a ditch. Well, you know, people do that all the time with their natural lives. And sometimes that's why we need church. That's why we need to be renewed in our minds so we can say this, hey, God loves you so much. He doesn't want you going down there. You, you, he's brought deliverance. He's brought salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. One more for this. Time's getting short already. Praise God. Love does not behave itself unseemly, unbecoming, rudely, indecently, unmannerly, <laughs> disgracefully love does nothing to shame oneself love is orderly and controlled and it behaves and treats all persons with respect honoring and respecting who they are i i tell you what i i can get a little irritated <laughs> real irritated if i go out with another christian brother or sister or even a preacher that doesn't treat the waitresses right and, and is demanding and is unruly and rude or anywhere I don't like that. I hope you don't. And I hope you don't do that. Amen. We don't, we're not to be that way. We're not to be rude with people, you know. Uh, and unfortunately, in the society we live in, we think, you know, we treat people unkindly many times. And it says, not, does not behave itself unseemly. Well, you know, <laughs> it's so easy to fall into that if you're not careful. You got to know who you're running with. You got to run with people that don't do that. You got to run with people that are kind because we want people to see the love of God in who we are. You know, your countenance and what you say and what you do can expose you one way or another. It can expose the love of God or it can expose something else. Amen? Amen. Scripture, uh, uh, let's see, Philippians 1, 1, 10 says this, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Listen, we don't want to be offending people. Now, it doesn't mean you stand, don't stand up for the truth and don't stand up for what's right, but we don't have to do it in an offensive way. I hope you know that. And I'll tell you what, a kind word, 
will calm a lot of things down. A kind word, even when people are uptight and, and maybe somebody that you have to deal with on a regular basis and say, look, you know, let's just, I, you know, I don't know what you would say in every instance, but the Lord will give you words to say and it can bring, it can bring favor into your life. You know what I'm saying? It can bring favor into your life. So we need to do these things. We'll continue next week with this. This will be love, walking in love part three next week. But I hope you can understand this. Read this passage. You know, Paul wrote that and then, and then in verse uh, chapter 14, right after that, he's telling us what to do here and we'll finish off the whole script passage here. But then he says right there, and the first two words out of uh, chapter 14, pursue love. Come after love, as, as it's, he said over in Colossians, put on love, which is the main thing, the major thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Love God, love people, love ourselves. Amen? So we're just about to close out today. I hope you enjoyed this today. I know it stirs me up because it helps me to walk in love. I need to do that every day, and you do too. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you. And you loved us so much that you sent your very own son to die for us. But now that we are uh, accepted him and born again, we have that love of God been shed abroad right in, uh, in our hearts. Help us to walk in love. Help us to pour out your love on all people, not just the ones that love us, but the ones that don't even love us. And, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven us. God has forgiven us in Christ Jesus. So we thank you for that. I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would take these scriptures to heart and begin to walk in it because obedience is better than sacrifice. And Paul was talking to that Corinthian church right there about the very things. They had all gifts and the talents and abilities, but if they had not love, they have nothing. And that's the same today. And so we thank you for bringing us further along and where we're going in our journey with Christ. And we give you all the praise for that in Jesus name. Amen. Well, be blessed and have a great evening. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.